Hi, everybody, and welcome to the webinar with Centrica. Centrica join us every year so we can learn more about their recruitment process, give you a head start with hints and tips. And this year, we'll be hearing from the graduates, Andre, Raj, Nebin, and Tom, and Tara, to find out all about their experiences and their time so far at Centrica, and also what the future has in store for them. So what we'll do, as usual, we'll start with Katie, who works in the careers, and then we'll move on to the other panellists. Um, so, Katie, before we dive in and meet everybody else, let's start with you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, can you give everybody a bit of an overview to Centrica, please? Yeah, sure. Um, before I start, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Grad Cracker for having us um, today. So a massive thank you to Carla and Jess for organising um, this for us. So Centrica is an energy services and solutions company, and we supply energy and services to over 9 million residential and business customers, mainly in the UK and Ireland. And we do this through strong brands such as British Gas, Gosh Energy, um, Centrica Business Solutions and Hive. Um, so, as many of you might know, we've got a really like strong legacy. So, two hundred years, and um, we've been um, serving people. And our strategy is driven by our purpose, which is to help our customers live sustainably, simply, and affordably. So, I'll just go into a tiny bit more detail about each of the yeah. different businesses. So. British Gas, um, I'm sure is the main one everyone's heard of. So we provide gas and electricity to your home, but we can also fix your boiler if it breaks down and service it. We've also got Hive, which is our more um, like digital business. So this delivers smart products and services. It allows you to um, connect your home and make it more secure. So through this, we sell like thermostats, plugs, motion sensors. And I think at the moment with Hive, we're really going in the direction of how do we make it more efficient for people to manage their homes with the um, rising energy prices so we're really helping yeah. our customers do that and other businesses we've got Centrica Business Solutions so these um, this are like business to business so we partner with businesses um, to help them meet their um, business goals um, in terms of renewable energy solutions and we've also got energy um, trading um, which Tara works in and we've got our energy supply um, business so I think what's really important to say is obviously as we've got the rising energy costs and just the pace of change that's happening in today's society we're really responding to this so we're helping businesses and households um become more efficient um by like our net zero ventures so we've recently yeah. introduced this in British Gas and this is a big future plan of ours so um, in 2045 um, we want to be a net zero business and in 2050 um, we want to help our customers do the same. Yeah huge plans for the future then Katie haven't you as, as a company and I think this is what something that I love about Centric and something that we we gather um, from the, the webinars every year it's just how much that you do um, and that you know people don't know about the you know the hive and everything else so I'm really excited to to find out a little bit more and sharing that information with the students who are watching um, and Katie let's talk about you so your role at Centrica what, what is it that you do? Um, so I'm early career specialist here at Centrica and that's really about um, supporting managing our graduate programmes, our year in industry programmes and also um, summer placements and what we really want to do is um, as the schemes have operated quite separately it's really bringing them together and creating an early careers function so we can have a lot more shared learning between the streams and more of a community um, I'm from Leeds, so I'm currently living in London, and I'm actually really familiar with graduate programmes myself, as I've just completed the HR grad programme yeah. here at Centrica. Yeah, I know, I remember when you started. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I did one of these webinars yeah. previously, actually, um, so yeah, it's quite a full circle moment. We've oh. done it, we've been through it all together, Katie, all together. Yeah. Um, so you've just touched on um, your role, so thank you for that, and um, you touched a little bit on training and development and how, and how that is important to the students, so tell us a little bit more about the training and development process if um, students were to join Centrica, what's involved in that? So a lot of our graduate programmes, um, you do professional qualifications on the side of that. So our finance programme, you do the um, ACA, same with some of our other programmes have apprenticeships um, through them, which I think is really great because through an apprenticeship, 
you're getting the qualification but it really makes you apply it to your role and that's something really passionate about here you're not just doing a qualification as a tick box exercise but really how does it apply to your um, day-to-day role and we also do with our grads um, loads of development activities so from team building um, present presenting skills and also really how to enhance your personal brand and also just you know informal um development in terms of like meeting other grads learning about other streams I think that's really powerful too yeah. so I think to find out a bit more about training and development I'd just recommend people to look at the grad profiles um, on grad cracker because yeah. you know everyone talks about um, the training and development side being quite a key highlight on there yeah definitely we know it's something that's really important to the students when you know me and Jess are speaking to them on, on campus as well it is it's something that they look out for so um what we'll do now kids is just ask you one more question before we go on and meet the grads and um, so any misconceptions anything that you come across when you're speaking to to grad placement students that you kind of want to head off before we um start with the webinar I think there's two sort of key ones for me. I think the first thing is actually in our name. So I think British Gas, you'd associate quite an unsustainable company. But actually, over the last decade, we've cut our carbon emissions by 80%. And it's just really remembering that not all gases are non-renewable. So hydrogen is a renewable gas. And we've got so many programmes at the moment that are really, um, you know, looking into this and net zero. So just a key couple of ones that might interest people so yeah. we're electrify electrifying all of our fleet so all our field engineers are all going to have electric vehicles and through hive we're now installing ev chargers um we're also um a key part of the hydrogen village that's being built in um, whitby so this is going to allow the government to make a decision on whether hydrogen could be used um, nationally to power homes and also Centrica Business Solutions is teaming up with a hydrogen tech developer to inject hydrogen into our um, existing plant in Brig. Um, so it's really about how do we move away from you know how we've previously stored yeah. gas to more renewable solutions so I think that's a key thing and our um, CEO Chris O'Shea who you'll definitely meet in his hoodie and jeans (laughs) arrive um, at our business he's really invested in you know supporting um, decarbonized UK so using more wind solar power so I think that's sort of the key one and then secondly I know British Gas gets a lot of bad press but I do genuinely think it's a really great company to work for. Um, I was quite shocked when I arrived just how sort of friendly and welcoming yeah. everyone is. We don't have that really sort of strict corporate environment. So I think even though we get a lot of bad press, I do think it's a great company to work for and really the people here make that. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for the early careers team because they are the friendliest bunch. You know, Katie, we've got Jill in there as well and Claire, there's lovely people who I speak to on a monthly basis at least so thank you very much for that introduction Katie and um, let's go on and meet everybody else if that's okay so um, we're just going to do a bit of a round robin um, and just ask um, where you went to university and what did you study and Tara I'm going to start with you please. Yeah hi um, so I studied physics at the University of Bath Perfect, lovely. And we're going to find out a little bit more, short, these short instructions, but we're going to find more about Tara um, and her journey so far a little bit later on. Um, thank you, Tara. Nebin? Yep, uh, I studied financial economics at the University of Leicester. Perfect. Raj? Uh, I studied maths at Lancaster University. Thank you, Raj. Andri? Hey, uh, I have a master's in physics from the University of Manchester. Thank you. And Tom? I studied in Plymouth University for electrical electronic engineering. Fantastic. So lots of different backgrounds there, lots of different universities, and obviously disciplines studied in a bit of a variety of bachelor's and master's degrees as well. And so what we're going to do now is going to go into a top fact. So normally... We're going to talk about a top fact about Centrica, but we've kind of turned this around a little bit and we're going to talk, ask the grads for a top fact about the scheme that they are on. Um, so Tara, top fact about your scheme. Good question. Um, <laughs> what would I say? Uh, 
I guess I, I, Katie has kind of mentioned, so I work in the hydrogen unit um, yeah. at, uh, at Centrica, particularly in the trading department. Um, so I don't know if it's so much of a fact, but um, I wanted to talk and I may be a bit late. I'll talk a bit more about that. We are going to be one of the first um, companies to blend hydrogen into a gas peak power plant um, and look at decarbonizing peak power supply. Perfect. Well, that sounds very factual to me, Tara. So I'm going to <laughs> take that one. Peak power plant. Is that just when yeah, people so need energy off the grid? Exactly. So I, I, one of the, uh, the maybe I'll go into a bit more detail. So one of the challenges when decarbonizing um, the electricity grid uh, is that renewable electricity is very volatile um, yeah. and weather dependent. Um, and we need to make sure that electricity supply meets demand. So you have these peak power plants that turn on in order to balance the supply and demand. And currently, they're predominantly gas power plants or uh, coal plants. And we're looking at can they be decarbonized using hydrogen? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that was that would be a thing but you can find out more a little bit there yeah, no, just, questions you there. just need to be patient love and we'll get back to Tara um thank you very much Tara Nevin have you got a key fact that you'd like to share with us um so in the uh most of the central uh, grad scheme so I'm in the there's there's different streams within the central yeah. grad scheme uh, and I'm in the commercial I was in the commercial analyst grad scheme and then one of the cool things about being in a central grad scheme is that um, in the span of two years, you do rotations of eight months. So oh, yeah. uh, I did uh, an eight month rotation in the data science team. Then I, I felt like it was a bit too detailed and I wanted to go really high level. Then I did eight months, the strategy team. And then I wanted to find out a bit more about net zero. Then I needed, did eight months, the net zero team. So I got, you know, technical detail, really high level macro knowledge as well as sustainability knowledge. So one of the really cool things about the Central Grad Scheme is that you're essentially doing three jobs in yeah. the span of two years. Uh, I think there's very little other grad schemes that offer that much, you know, quick change, quick pace. You, it's, it really is a two years of like advanced learning, right? Rapid learning. So by the, by the end of those two years, you have essentially the knowledge as if you did three jobs. So yeah. really cool. And the flexibility is cool as well. You know, he said, oh, well, you know, let's try something else and they allowed you to do that. Perfect. Thank you, Nevin. Raj? I'm not sure really, really it's a fact, but what I found interesting was, uh, especially in my role now, within, I work within the British Gas team, so in services for engineers, and uh, you get to see how much detail has gone into all things that you might not consider to be so important, but like how much a phone costs, how much the case costs for the tablet yeah. that they use when an engineer goes out, how much, it, yeah. uh, how much are we spending for liability so when someone an engineer goes to someone's house to fix a boiler you have to consider like what if they were to hit something and something breaks or if yeah. they scratch the wall you have to consider all these things and to have that level of detail i find really interesting as well yeah if you just don't think about that do you just think that they turn up in their blue vans and then hopefully they'll, they'll you know fix your boiler or service your boiler and then that's it for another year the van to get there the, how much fuel it costs yeah. how much electricity it costs to, to charge the van the, the wear on the tires of the van as well you have to think about that yeah Oh, I'm excited, Raj, to speak to you about that later on. Thank you very much. Um, Andre? So as luck would have it, I was actually part of the same stream and cohort as Nevin. So I do, I do want to echo what Nevin has said, but I also want to add that um, I did a mixture of both analyst and data science roles as well, as Nevin has mentioned. But even in the two data science uh, placements I have done, uh, they were still quite different from one another and they, uh, the scheme allowed me to focus on my personal technical journey while simultaneously delivering, um, you know, real solutions to the business and having and feeling like I had an impact even as a grad, which was very yeah. rewarding, of course. I bet, yeah, impact from day one is something that our students, you know, look for as well. Um, and last but not least, Tom. Uh, hi, everybody. As uh, mentioned, I'm part of the engineering graduate scheme. And the thing that I think sets Centrica apart from some of the others is the roles and responsibilities you can actually do. So for me, I've worked in a couple of areas of the business from uh, underneath C CBS doing a little bit of some innovations work. We also get people who design uh, control uh, combined heat and power systems. You can also work in renewables with our company, Centrica Energy Assets, building solar farms and battery storage. And we've had graduates who also go and work in the business unit that I'm in, Centrica Storage, who fly offshore and install power generation pieces of kit. So it's an exceptionally vast amount of scope that you can get working on. And you will definitely uh, have an awful lot of development that you can 
can get on and do and I find that quite exciting yeah perfect thank you very much so before I hand over to Jess I know you've just looked at the clock we're not going to be quick we're going to be quick um Katie yeah. <laughs> I know she's chomping at the bit I can see it I can see it Katie um right opportunities they're all live on Gradcracker, so students can watch this webinar and then go and apply tell us a little bit about what you've got on offer Right, yeah, so all our um, applications went live on October the 15th and they'll be live until November the 15th. So what mm-hmm. I'd say to people is apply as soon as possible because once we've got enough people, they might close early. So in terms of our graduate schemes, we've got um, the DTS software engineering scheme. We've got um, engineering scheme, which is four different schemes you can apply for. So civil, process, electric, um, and controls and instrumentation. Um, We've got the finance graduate scheme, commercial analyst graduate scheme, EM&T, so energy market and trading graduate scheme. And um, we've also got business management, commercial marketing and HR, which I know the um, latter three ones aren't you know, specific STEM subjects, but we still, um, you know, are really happy for people with STEM backgrounds to apply. And if you want to do something different from your degree, we'd really encourage that. So I just wanted to mention them as well. And we've also got our um, year in industry programmes, which are taking applications to the same timelines. And with our year in industry scheme, we've got um, the commercial analyst um, scheme, the DTS, um, software engineering, business management, commercial and marketing, Marketing and environmental analysts. So the year in industry program is really great for someone who's got that year in industry program at university. So if you want a year's work experience um, and at the end of December, we'll be advertising our summer placement opportunities. So these are in the same streams as the graduate programs, um, except um, energy market and trading we don't have a summer program and this is a nine-week placement um, throughout the summer and it's a really good gateway into the graduate scheme so if you're um, you know do well on the summer placement scheme then we offer people a position on the graduate program the year after and I think that's really nice like going into your last yeah. year of uni knowing you've got a job you don't have to worry about it with your exams um, so yeah those are our opportunities loads of different streams and loads of different programs programs depending on what people are looking for yeah something for everybody katie isn't it? yeah and so, um, make sure you get your applications in and um, if you are looking for that summer placement follow centrica and um, on grad cracker to be alerted in december when they open the opportunities um for for the applications for those opportunities um jess me and katie are going to hand over to you now well, I've got one question, quick question for Katie. Katie, yes. are the um, opportunities based across the UK or just more in the areas which you mentioned when you kind of did your introduction? So um, our opportunities are all across the UK. We do have flexible first. So um, we um, all our applications are like flexible location, but for some placements, people might have to move locations and um, however we do give people a three grand relocation bonus to do that and to be honest a lot of our programs are flexible working a lot of people you know work from home so yeah. I think don't let location put you off um, yeah. it is very flexible in terms of home working and going into an office it just depends on the specific role and stream and you can ask those questions at the application um, process time when you get to that stage. Perfect. Thanks, Katie. Absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to, well, I want to find out a bit more about your roles, what you're up to, and really a bit about the team that you've been working in and things like that. So, Andrew, I'm going to come to you first, if that's okay. And if you could just tell us a bit about, like I say, your team, your role, and what you've been up to. Lovely. Uh, so I'm currently a customer analyst for British Gas Energy. My line manager and I work in the contact pillar for the energy customer analytics and insight team. And what we do is we analyze customer contact events. So the work involves working in SQL and Python, as well as having regular meetups with my line manager where we discuss code, logic, solutions, and all that nice stuff. Um, So in terms of um, what is it? that you actually do what's what's the, the the kind of purpose for your roles tell us a bit is it you just said just working on that kind of the hive area or what kind of area of the business are you working on so for british gas energy so i analyze customer contact events so uh when 
you know, data about someone call, phoning us in or instigating a web chat, you know, what was the issue that we're facing? Uh, what can we do with that data to improve the customer experience? Ah, okay. So what's the things that you've maybe been improving at the moment? What's the kind of current projects? What's the, what, what kind of things have you been improving for the customer? So I have just started this role. If you okay. Know, but, uh, for the foreseeable future in this role, I am I'm hoping to understand better, um, you know, the timeframes between people doing consecutive calls. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's a big, big job, isn't it? Then that you know, just to make sure that you, as as far as um, timing and making sure people's time is used efficiently, is that is that a big part of your your role? Definitely efficiently, yeah. as you said, um, but it, it is a lot of responsibility, but I'm excited yeah. because I have been in the graduate scheme uh, for two years now, and it definitely felt like the right time to sort of like expand uh, yeah. what I could do. Sorry, Andrew. So just to go back then, so you see, you've just started this role, but what were your previous roles like then? So I know you said it was quite similar to, to Nevin, wasn't it? So I was in the same uh, stream and cohort as Nevin, and I started doing in my first eight month placement as Nebin said we have three rotations yeah. so initially I was uh, working in an analyst capacity for mm -hmm. uh, the revenue protection unit which is where we detect energy theft which was very interesting and I had I helped them set up their management information suite so you know how their agents are performing and that sort of um, you know like visual nice reports uh, using some nice software to get some nice graphs out but then I decided that I wanted to be more technical because I definitely had the appetite for it. Uh, mm -hmm. So I went into data science and I did two data science placements, um, which basically involves a lot of coding and just uh, working a lot with data, which is the same thing that I'm doing now as well. So can you see yourself once you come off the graduate program, do you think you'll stay within this kind of data side of the business or are you thinking you would still explore again after? So this, this role that I'm now is just my first role after the graduate program. Mm -hmm. So I finished a few weeks ago and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I decided to interview and and, do, and stay within that same sphere of okay. data analytics. So does this mean that you've got the same line manager and things like that, the team, location, everything's kind of staying the same within, the, within this new role? So I've been working uh, fully virtual, actually. Okay. I, began, I joined the scheme. 2020 October 2020 yeah that sounds about yeah. right and I've been virtual the whole time it's not been an issue for the kind of work that I do okay. and I still am virtual but we do have a monthly face-to-face -face meetings and every time it's going to be in a different office across the UK to keep it fair for everyone basically cool. yeah it's a it's a different line manager because um before I wasn't just in British gas I was right. able, I moved in different like sections of the Centrica business, but now I am in British Gas Energy. So it's a different line manager, but because I've always been involved with, uh, you know, like the inside and analytics, I already knew the person who was my line manager from a previous oh, project. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. So it's an easier transition, I guess. Yeah, there, there's definitely a community as well, like a data science, data analytics community as well. And we have regular like monthly meetups where we just discuss solutions and uh, projects we've all been working on and we just share with each other. Brilliant. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for that. Raj, I'm going to come to you next. A similar question. If you could just tell us a bit about your current roles at Centrica and a bit about the team that you work in. Yeah, no problem. So uh, I'm currently in the British Gas Services and Solutions team. So I take care of the field fulfillment OPEX and the home installs OPEX. So what that basically means is the operating expenditure. So how much we how much we spend on engineers when we uh, when engineers are going out to the field, they're doing home installations. I think there's a, around about eleven thousand engineers in total. So we have to kind of mm -hmm. take a lot of um, a, a lot of big numbers, especially from the role I've previously. And uh, we're looking at large millions of how much we're spending on, on like I said things before, is how much it costs to send an engineer out to someone's home, uh, mm -hmm. how efficient are they being. Uh, and what we can make, how we can make their life better, how we can promote them and foster a community of success for the engineers as well as people within the corporate structure and finance as well. So uh, one thing we've recently just started is this, um, like a CTAP, um, so a card payment, and um, it's like it's a scheme essentially where it, it encourages engineers to perform more efficiently and to maybe go out and uh, do a, go a bit above beyond and kind of get a score based on how they perform. And so customers can rate them essentially say, oh, this person did a really good job. And um, with that, they can actually get a multiplier on how they get like a reward. They can get like a little payout card to dine out somewhere. 
they can take mm-hmm. out uh, if they do if they perform really well they can take out cash themselves so it's only mm-hmm. just seeing what all these what all these little things that we're doing how much it costs us in British Gas and mm-hmm. then one project I'm really uh, just been given now actually is where can we where can we cut down on some costs so are there we have so many tablets so many devices uh, is everything being used for to the, the max efficiency could we maybe mm-hmm. um, save some money with somewhere where some things aren't needed or is there some places where we can't uh, actually control anything at all so Product liability, for example, with how much um, how much liability is there when someone when an engineer goes to someone's home, we want to keep that quite a safe number, and so we yeah. try to we try to um, use previous data uh, analytics and a lot of um, just try, everyone's trying to put their minds together as to what we can do to perform better as a team. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Do you know, I need to do a shout out because we had the, the the British gas guy around, I think it was on Monday, and he was absolutely brilliant. It was yeah. so, <laughs> so efficient. It was just running That's around. Really good to <laughs> Honestly, it was absolutely fantastic. And then he, he just, he had all these shoe, shoe protectors and everything yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was a dream. Health so <laughs> and safety is like the core of everything here. Yeah. It's yeah. really important. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, they were great. Really good experience. Um, so, in terms then, you said, Katie, you kind of touched a bit about it, you know, that kind of pressure now in terms of a business to be, you know, carbon neutral, you've got quite a lot of targets that, you, you know, it's coming your way. And obviously, you know, naturally, you want to improve yourself. So, um, you know, you've mentioned about the vans and things like that being uh, electrics. like. Yeah. Don't- Plans. so it's how just that cost and stuff like that which maybe you don't have yet are you kind of thinking about the future then with those kind of situations or are you just kind of looking at the here and now and what your engineers have to do whilst they're out on the road or do you kind of start to predict about the future as well uh, so we currently look at we look at the actual data so essentially now that it's the end of october we're going to be looking at the data that we gathered in october and what we can yeah. so using that the actual in the previous months in september and um, August, we can use this data to see what what can we change going forward to make it better for us. So yeah. we can see that oh, um, is it it might is, is it better to, to change all the as as Katie touched on before, we're in the process of electrifying our, all of our fleet. Yeah. So a, a majority, a large majority of our fleet are now being electrified in EV, but they're not one hundred percent completely all of them yet. And we're seeing there's there's a reason for that. Why was it better to was it better for the environment to just get rid of all these vans now and to electrify mm-hmm. slowly? And that's mm-hmm. kind of part of the analysis is to what is the best long-term effect that we can have both just for uh, the environment and for to have, to have a better greener future as a centrica and also what's going to benefit our engineers as well as you can imagine changing a van for an engineer is not as easy yeah. as just they get out mm-hmm. one and dump another it has, to, yeah. it, it has to maybe consider a customer they're going out for and how, how we can make as smooth a transition as possible yeah that's brilliant and again it's stuff that you don't necessarily always think about do you you know you think yeah. you know oh yeah it's just changeable well, no it's not as easy as that and you've got to make every, you know you've got so many people to make happy haven't you said yeah. you've got your own engineers your own team um but also your customers as well so yeah really interesting so thanks Raj and um, Nebin I'm going to come to you if that's okay similar kind of question yeah um so my current role is a net zero consultant so uh I my, my job is to help businesses decarbonize Right. Um, so I essentially build a end-to-end strategy plan roadmap, right, of how they can get from where they are right now to completely net zero. So then, do you actually ever help Centrica as a business? Because surely, if you ever work with customers, think, oh, actually, that's quite a good idea. I'll feed that back to our own business. Or does it not necessarily work like that? <laughs> no. So we. Uh, so my team is relatively new. So we're, we're external client-facing consultancy right so yeah. obviously we, we I, I work quite closely with Tara you know focusing on what we can do with Centrica as well but uh-huh. we uh, my team specifically focuses on uh, what we what how can we help other businesses right who want yeah. to reach net zero but that may not know the directions or the steps that they need to take to, mm-hmm. to reach there right we help them in that way brilliant so in terms of the clients then do they vary do you have multiple clients to look after at one time or is it kind of one client one project you kind of sort them and then move on how does that work um so we're a pretty small team right now so we, we try to tackle it one at a time yeah. um over the last year we've focused uh predominantly on uk businesses yeah. uh but currently we're going a bit more global so currently i'm working with a client uh that, that has a global footprint. So they have uh, sites in America, Germany, the UK, uh, Asia. So yeah, so our, our focus has been predominantly UK in the past, but I think we're, we're reaching out more globally now. 
Yeah. Do you see similar ch- challenges nationally as well as internationally? Or do you find, are you learning that it's kind of different challenges as you go further afield and looking after, say, clients in America or wherever? Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a difficult question to answer. Because, Again, so um, early on. Yeah. Uh, so net zero, it's a, it's a very complex topic. Right. It's mm-hmm. very politically intertwined. So sure. you have to look at the political landscape of Europe, America, Asia. You know, what are their targets? What's policy telling us? Yeah. Um, what's what's technology in those regions? Right. And yeah. what are, how much pressure are businesses in those regions to decarbonize? Right. So yeah. in the UK, you know, we probably have a bit more pressure and in Europe in general compared to, say, the Americas or Asia. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're trying to drive that that zero yeah, policy yeah. aspect, at least from a government perspective, right? Um, so you have to handle it differently depending on the region. Absolutely. So that must be really interesting for you now to kind of start and to learn that. Because like you say, it's not just, you can't just go and say this method works here, so it's going to work there. You know, it's a whole new ballgame every time. So I bet that is really, really interesting. And how long have you been in this role then? How long, how old is the team? Um, so the team is uh, probably about a year, year and a half okay. old. Uh, but I've, I've been in this role. So this was my, my third placement in the grad scheme. Yeah. So I was, I was here as a Nezra result, uh, analyst. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I really liked what I was doing. So I became a consultant here. So I've yeah. been, yeah, as a consultant, I've been here for about three, four months. Brilliant. Good stuff. So in terms of what life is a bit like for you as an individual then? So, for example, what's the, the team like? Again, is it, I'm guessing it's quite small. Are you working remotely? What's it looking like for you? Uh, so uh, two months ago, there was about four of us. Uh, in September, we grew quite mm-hmm. quite largely. But now there's about like 12, 13 of us, and we've mm-hmm. become a multidisciplinary team. So mm-hmm. we have a group of engineers, group of analysts, uh, and then I have like a small net zero team yeah. uh, with me. So the, we, we each uh, kind of pitch in to the overall you know, net zero strategy. The engineers go into the client site, right? They actually look at their roof space. They look at you know, what's the boiler situation? They look at what we can turn from fossil fuel to renewable sources, yeah. right? Um, and then I focus on the policy strategy uh, and the, the modeling aspects. So I run simulations. So they'll give me a couple of solutions and I run simulations on, you know, what is the cheapest, quickest uh, and best way for that client to completely reach that zero. Brilliant. So, Nebin, you know, when, again, students that are listening, you know, think maybe they might look at Centrica, think, oh, God, it's a massive organisation. You know, that kind of stereotype, don't want to be, you know, a small Mm -hmm. fish in a big pond kind of thing. But really, by listening to your story and your experiences so far, it almost like sounds like you're in a a startup organisation, doesn't it? You know, and the benefit of it, you've got all this support, you know, around you as Centrica as a business to to help and feed into that. Does it feel like that? Because by the sounds of what you're saying, it does it comes across quite exciting like you're almost in a bit of a startup absolutely um so one of the, the really cool things about being with centrica is you know if, if i if we look at ourselves as a startup the fact is is centrica is uh, you know hundreds of years old so we have mm-hmm. expertise all over the space the taurus team specializes in hydrogen right and and especially uk hydrogen so i go to her team all the time uh, to give us some insights about you know what's happening around the hydrogen space so mm-hmm we can focus on what we're really good at, which is helping clients. And, you know, I can go to Tara, what she's really good at, which is um, driving hydrogen in the UK. So it's, yeah. a, it's a really cool space to be in. You know, we get to have that startup feel, but we don't lose out on the other aspects of the whole journey. Absolutely. Really interesting. So thanks, Nevin. Tara, I'm not actually going to come across to you <laughs> no. to do that. Um, so yeah, if you again can kind of tell us a bit about your role. So, and what you've been up Yeah, to. I feel like Nevin's given me a great introduction. <laughs> yes, <already> definitely. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I work as a hydrogen and renewables analyst, um, which is uh, in the hydrogen unit. Um, and that sits within the trading department at Centrica. Although, as you can see, we we work with all of the different kind of business units in Centrica. Mm -hmm. Um, So the main aim of our unit is to sort of develop the hydrogen market and get Centrica involved in projects about hydrogen. Um, And the ultimate aim we see is to hopefully one day see hydrogen become a sort of tradable commodity. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, so... uh, from a trading side, it's getting the, the trading part of the business ready to be able to trade hydrogen. Uh, but already our trading business is involved in uh, the kind of hydrogen market through, for example, 
uh, hydrogen that can be made through renewable electricity. So we have a team in the trading department who provides that renewable electricity for the production of hydrogen. Um, also, you can uh, trade green grass, gas certificates that are uh, kind of connected to the renewable hydrogen that's being produced. Um, and we have another team in the trading department that does that. So yeah, so generally just stimulating the hydrogen market and getting involved in projects across Centrica within the hydrogen space. Tara, I have no idea what I'm asking here. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question, but tell me if it's a silly one. Um, is hydrogen almost like the answer to our problems in the future? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very um, big statement. Is it? <laughs> um, I think it's... Um, I think I see it as part of the solution. And there's, as Nebin mentioned, getting to net zero is a really massive challenge and it will require a load of different solutions. And I think hydrogen will have a really important part to play in that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna see a mixture of solutions come together to achieve yeah. net zero. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that then, you know, big companies like yourself are thinking this way, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that you're gonna learn and develop and, you know, in time, you never know where we will end up. Fingers crossed in the right place. So um, Tara, could you tell us a bit about your team then? And again, what kind of size is it? What, what kind of people do you work with and what it looks like there? Yeah, sure. So um, so currently there are three of us in the team. It's quite a small team, but as okay. Nebin already, already alluded to, we work very closely with lots of different teams within Centrica. So it doesn't feel like I only speak to the other kind of two people in my team. I, I'm, I'm constantly in meetings and talking to a wide range of people through the business. Um, I, in terms of kind of my working situation, I sort of come into the office, I think three to four times uh, a week. Um, so, so yeah, uh, particularly in the trading department of the business, uh, there's a lot more coming into the office uh, with we've got traders here who need to be in all the time so it's a very busy and exciting office to be in so I quite enjoy coming in Um, yeah absolutely and something again and uh, I hope you don't mind saying I've said it over the last couple of webinars that we've run it's just that there's so much change at the moment going Mm -hmm. on in every industry isn't there you know every industry at the moment is changing so to me as a graduate, it seems like a really exciting time to be joining organize, organizations like Centrica because where you guys are going to be in, say, 20 years' time, as an individual, you are going to probably be driving that forward and have a lot of the answers to it. So, um, Tara, what does your future, I know we're going to probably come to that a bit later on, but what is your future looking like? And can you see yourself working within this team for the long run now? And is that what excites you? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so similarly to a few of the others, I've now rolled off uh, the graduate scheme and have decided to stay in this hydrogen unit permanently. Um, but the team that I'm in, uh, I think, uh, started about ten months ago or so. So, um, I think what I've learned is that, to be honest, I have no idea where I'll be in ten years. Yeah. But that kind of worries me less now, knowing that the. the the, the, the what job that I'm doing right now didn't exist only a few months ago exactly, and yeah. so how am I meant to know where I'll be in 10 years but in general I think um, working in the renewables and decarbonization of energy space is a really exciting place to be and I feel like we're at the start of something really exciting so uh, really? yeah I hope my career kind of stays in that general area. Yeah. me too because it sounds everything that you are all doing Tom I'm going to get to you next I'm sure you're doing something just exciting but thank goodness there is people doing what you guys are doing on a daily basis and and hopefully sorting it out so brilliant Tom I will come to you next um is it okay again if you could just tell us a bit about your role and what you've been up to yes yeah, so uh, I'm a, a project engineer on uh, for Centrica Storage Limited so we store and produce uh, a nat- natural gas and I've been doing it for the last the last 40 years and we have an offshore reservoir which is near near Hull, basically in the north in the north of England, about thirty miles off the coast of a little town called Easington, which is where we have a, a gas terminal, and we're going to be it by about twenty uh, about twenty thirty somewhere around then, looking to repurpose this for a hydrogen storage field. So the actual east coast cluster around uh, Hull is trying to put in like hydrogen pipelines, carbon capture, carbon capture kind of pipelines in terms of like hydrogen storage and it's basically being repurposed a little bit what uh, Tara and Evan alluded to with basically the hydrogen kind of transition as part of it. Uh, but what I specifically work in, I work in brownfield, uh, large capitalization projects. So I look at somebody comes along with an idea, basically a scope, and I will see that from um, initial concepts to 
uh, design to construction, commissioning, and through to execution. And that will vary depending upon what it would be. So that might be like fire and gas detection, because one of the things that was mentioned before is Centrica is very, very important to work safely. Um, where I work um, onshore and offshore is a large, uh, it's called a coma site, so control of major accident hazards. We've got quite a lot of uh, nasties and we don't want to blow them up. So what we make sure that we do is install like fire and gas detection. We need to make sure that we're metering things effectively and safely. So we've got uh, very, very high stringent controls on, you know, ignition. So we can't have mobile phones and stuff like that on site. Yeah. Um, and things such as that you know we're also looking at things like um, power generation how are we sourcing our power so for instance for offshore you can't exactly run a cable in there very often very easily so you've got to install that offshore and make sure that it's actually running so yeah that's what i look at so looking at large capital projects uh, the team um, that i work in is about 10 people uh, typically but the actual company is about two three hundred people and it very much does vary depending upon what we're actually doing so when we have a construction project um, we'll use vendors and contractors to actually do the building construction design and we will basically manage that oversee it from a, a technical and project management perspective very interesting i need to ask tom a question are you actually based in Easing, easington then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm based at um the off, i'm based at hessel in, in hull slash to easington and then occasional bits to off, offshore i'm about 10 minutes away from you love Oh, you should, for, you should come for a site visit sometime. Oh, don't say yeah, that. We just said that. Yeah, that's on, won't we? Yeah, absolutely fine. Jess, you can say it, man. We're going to come yeah. see you, Tom. Oh, we'll do. We'll, we'll do that. Drop me a message after. Yeah, I love we'll a site visit. We'll be coming. Is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in my diary now for tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, so, Jess. Tom, you mentioned about like the onshore and offshore stuff. It's always interesting, probably because the history of Gladcrack and things like that, the offshore stuff is yeah. always interested me. If you could tell me a bit what your offshore world is like, are you talking offshore kind of wind farms? Or are you talking offshore like oil rigs? So o- offshore uh, oil rigs, that's gas rigs. So we basically, we've got uh, an offshore platform that's that's per- permanently manned, basically taking gas in and out of the ground. Um, you know, with everything going on with Ukraine and gas prices, at one point in time, it held 90% of the UK's gas storage. Um, in terms of in, ter- in terms of capacity, so it's quite a large um, asset in terms of significant structure to to, to the UK. Um, so yeah, this basically operates and stores gas on a massive re- reservoir. So if you're talking about like if you know, roughly know the height of the shard, about nine times down is the depth of the reservoir from from the sea from the sea level. Wow. So it's relatively far down, and um, there's offshore wind farms like richly right next right next to it. So you can see that there's a lot of transition that's been occurring in, in the industry. But yeah, it's per permanently man storing gas in, in and out for the last 40 years but one of the things we're looking to do is to repurpose it for, for hydrogen storage it's one of the only fields in, in the world that's basically capable of doing it as part of the east coast cluster and decarbonization again so sorry if this is a stupid question so the field <laughs> that you have offshore basically what you're saying is you're going to fill that with hydrogen in principle yeah that's the plan in principle yeah and then you <laughs> that then back into yeah, so I think one of the things that Tara was leading to, you know, is uh, hydrogen is one of the things, one of the many pathways that we need to get to, towards net zero. But a, a great example is um, got a lot of wind turbines, we've got a lot of solar panels, but um, we have a lot of like demand side response around the, the UK. But if it's too windy, we might not have the capacity to store that. So yeah. one of the very simple principles is to have some electrolyzers, let those wind farms run, have some electrolyzers, basically two big probes that zap water together, generate hydrogen and then store it in an offshore field. And then when it comes to, to winter, do a kind of a reverse, um, very high level. I wish I was an yeah. engineer. <laughs> you it's could be an engineer. Some of the questions that you ask them just be like blown away. <laughs> These guys are probably thinking of stupid questions. I think you've got a second job as an engineer. <laughs> I wish. Definitely not clever enough. Definitely failed maths at GCC. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, let's talk about projects. I know we've got talked a bit about projects, um, but maybe the favourite projects you've worked on. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be in a role that you're currently in. Yeah. Um. So far, and again, it doesn't even have to be work related. Have you done anything outside of um, you know, working in Central as part of a group or whatever? But we will come to that a bit later on. But anyway, I'll come to you, um, Andrew, if we could answer that one first, if that's okay. Uh, a project I was involved in uh, that I think was my favorite experience in the graduate scheme as well. Um, it was bringing into production this novel approach uh, for customers that were looking to move home. And it was a very technical project and it was my first introduction to using big data tools. 
Okay. So for a company that's as big as British Gas, as you can imagine, it's not just enough to use normal coding solutions. You sort of like need something to help you process large amounts of data, right? Yeah. And so I got exposure to big data tools through this project and it took up the entire duration of my data science placement because there's just so many requirements that need to be met, uh, like legal and technical as well, before the business allows for something to be put into a production environment. Mm-hmm. And even though I had to actually move on to my next placement because it was it was still ongoing after the eight months, and I, I think it still is, I carried mm-hmm. with me all the knowledge I acquired, and I was also able to be trusted with more technical projects into my next placement because my next line manager had known, oh, Andrew had done this before, so it means she can handle uh, going a step beyond this time in my placement. Yeah. And I did continue delivering on these deep analysis solutions. And I even got to double in creating my own machine learning model eventually, which was something I that was a personal objective of mine ever since I graduated university. So I was very excited to be able to get to that point. Yeah. And the machine learning model, it was about focusing um, customer metrics. And although, uh, you know, it wasn't something that was uh, up to a completely professional standard, it was just something I, as a grad, wanted to do. And I'm really hoping that I can carry this momentum forward into my new role. Absolutely. And how great is that you've given, you've been given the time to be able to do that, you know, as well. You know, if you're interested, you're passionate in something, if you can flag, you know, to your line manager, whoever, they've obviously given the time to do that, which is great. So can like I say, can you use that then in other elements of the roles that you kind of go into now? Are you allowed to pick that back up? Is that the plan? Yes, uh, definitely. So what what I do is usually I have like my own personal code repository. So okay. my, when my current line manager says, I think we should try, you know, thinking about this topic, yeah. I I come and I say, hey, you know, I already have some code that we can just transfer with a few modifications and we can just like try and improve and tweak and that's actually something that I'm I'm hoping to be do to be doing in this role as well Mm -hmm. because you could then develop something which then you could use across large scale across the whole business Mm -hmm. you're like I've got the answer exactly so even if you know I did something as a grad while I was still learning so you know it's not following entirely best practices I can still go back to it right as a non-grad and and just like improve on it yeah brilliant well done I like that I'd be like can I have the royalties now please (laughs) (laughs) it's been rolled out across the whole business um next on my list where is my list Raj you're next on my list my love similar question favorite project that's okay I can't believe so my two roles are finance I've not actually had the opportunities Uh, I've not had actually had any proper projects as such because my role is quite my role has been quite a uh, routine based so yeah. similar things I do on a month-to-month basis but uh, because of that my managers are both giving me opportunities and similarly with the grad scheme you have a lot of opportunities to go outside of the day-to-day role so mm-hmm. something I've done was the uh, assessment center for the summer interns I was oh. to the table for that so yeah. if anyone's thinking about applying um, I might be there on the call while you and trying to help is this trying to help people be at ease trying to give them yeah. like a uh, just, it's just a really informal tour just to kind of get everyone a bit more comfortable and get everyone just to here's what the day is going to be like and just kind of get people feeling at ease so they're not really got that pressure of oh it's a, it's a corporate you know they're trying to make trying to show the like a younger side than what a grad life is like at Centrica and not even just that I've done their volunteering as well and uh, I think it was quite it was really interesting I actually went to a local school in Windsor and uh, there was a lot of year seven so they had to essentially it was like a dragon's den or they called it lion's den and then to make an idea with £15,000, um, it's hard to make a, a greener world, essentially. And some of these year sevens were so creative. And I think one of them came up with an underwater theme park. So that's all built underwater that moves on the seabed uh, and wow. cleans up as it moves wrong. All £15,000. So they've got really big ideas. And yeah, yeah it was really interesting because um, you hear some of these year sevens ask really technical questions like, why are you going to build an infrastructure for £15,000? And I'm like, I would never have thought of that. Uh, <laughs> to, these questions and these these phrases coming out with it's really interesting. But oh. I think that's what I really appreciate to have opportunities with, with lots of different things to be able to do, not just within finance, but in central as a whole. Yeah. Did you give them the money, Raj? Did you say you can have the can have Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I like the I like the how out of it, you know, out of the the box thinking I was. So I definitely I think they were my they were my feelings. Oh, good. 
<laughs> really good and again it's great from Centrica point of view that you you know giving back to the, the young yeah. ones you know because ultimately yeah. talking to pipelines they're your kind of pipeline of talent coming mm-hmm. through out there you know you want yeah, to inspire and so definitely get them thinking like that so well done for getting involved Raj and, and all these students listening make sure if you do see Raj in, on your induction you give him a shout and say hi <laughs> you on the webinar um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get it um, I'm going to kind of skip a few questions. I know we haven't got long. So never. I'm going to come to you a bit about your future, if that's okay. I'm going to ask you the future question and what your future is looking like. Um, I know, again, it's a really hard question to ask. It's a bit like Tara said, you never know, you know, what's going to happen in the future and, you know, what you guys are going to develop, especially in your roles. But, you know, what is the plan? Do you have a 10-year plan, if you can have one? <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have a 10-year plan. I don't even think I have a next week plan just yet. <laughs> But um, I'm very optimistic and very, very excited. Um, I think the, oh, the space that I sit in right now, it's so ever-changing. Things I learned last year are no longer applicable, right, compared yeah. to this year, right? The, yeah. the, what was happening in the Nedzero space, what we knew five years ago, it's completely different to, you know, 2022. And what we're going to find out in 2025 is going to be completely different. So, um, first of all, I'm very optimistic um, as more businesses choose to tackle climate change and start to become really serious about it, right? They're gonna need guidance. So it's gonna be a lot of work for, for me and, and my team going forward. Yeah, I'm very excited about, uh, I'm really into technology and like future stuff, right? So I'm very excited yeah. into you know, how exactly do we develop the hydrogen market? How do we, what's the best way to, to yeah. store hydrogen, right? How do we bring down the prices? It's super expensive right now, right? So yeah. I think very, very excited in terms of work because right? mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a lot of key challenges coming forward. And I, I like challenges. I like problem solving. Right, And I think that in terms of problem solving, there's going to be a lot of problems, a lot of opportunities to solve yeah. them. So very excited. Absolutely. Definitely. I love that. That's such a good answer as well, because you know what? It makes you feel a little bit less better listening to you guys. But it is going to be <laughs> Because there is so much negativity out there and you don't hear mm. and to hear from people like yourself who are actually going through it, doing it on a day to day basis. And, you know, it changes happening and it's coming and it's fantastic that, again, you plow in so much effort into the change. Um, and then so brilliant. just to add to that, like part of it is that, you know, what we do is very purposeful. Mm, yeah. right? we're, we're actively trying to tackle something that it, it's probably yeah. the biggest challenge um, for humanity. Right. Um, <laughs> for the past like 500 years so being and doing something very purposeful pushing the boundaries of that it's a yeah it's a very exciting place, space to be in and just to kind of bring back to you Katie that's the kind of thing that I'm guessing you would want to see in an application isn't it you know if you've got that power that power that passion that enthusiasm to make a change ultimately you know you that's the kind of stuff you want to see in, your, in people's application isn't it hundred percent. I think it's all about, you know, people challenging, you know, the current way of doing things, bringing in all that knowledge they've had through university and really applying that. And that's something we really encourage our graduates to do, you know, be yourself, speak up and really um, it's just, yeah, bring ideas forward because Centrica, obviously we've existed for a really long time. And I do think it's just a natural sort of cause of, people um stay in jobs and work the same way but it's really you know grads like fresh talent really bring in those new ideas so yeah completely agree and it's interesting when you said um how you know what you learned last year almost isn't relevant Mm -hmm. now so almost no no kind of question no answer at the moment is a silly one is it isn't it because you you gotta think you know what could be silly now actually could be the answer in a year's time or whatever so absolutely Tara I'm going to come to you next if that's okay um anything you could give an example of any kind of keep saying extracurricular that's totally the wrong word and in networking groups that you've been involved in whilst at Centrica yeah so um, there's a lot going on in my department I admit I'm not the most sporty person but I know there's a football team and a cricket team and all sorts there's loads to get involved with um, and it's a great atmosphere of early careers and graduates. So often we're out for drinks on a Thursday evening and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, no, great uh, atmosphere. I'd also say, um, so, so I think Centrica offers, uh, you can do two days of volunteering um, a year, which doesn't come out of your kind of annual leave. Um, so uh, for one of those days, I had the opportunity 
opportunity to help at a, a, a kind of getting girls uh, into STEM subjects at school and university. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's great that Centra allows you to kind of go and do those volunteering activities um, and it doesn't eat into your leave. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a great way for, again, for if you're in quite a small team like yourself, mm. you go meet new people. Yeah, exactly. So that um, that uh, thing was actually in Hull, working a lot with the Centrica storage parts of the team. So it was great to meet a whole cohort of uh, colleagues who I'd never, never met face to face before uh, for that event. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Well done, Tara. And Tom, you can answer any question you want, really, because I've kind of smashed through them now because I've panicked about time. So your future, any extra stuff you can do? That's all right. It's nice to know that Tara went to the one in Hull. I know a lot of people who went to that one, so that was, that, that was great fun. No, it's nice to get to do the volunteering one. I went to a, a STEM event in, in Scunthorpe, and uh, this week on Monday, I went to uh, Easington Primary School Village doing a, basically a, a clearance down, down in their uh, their meadow. So it was nice to be able to give give back and, you know, do a little bit of uh, yeah, give, giving back to the community. I, I would say one of the highlights to the, the guys and girls on the call is uh, with, with Centrica, we are in different streams in a different location, but there is quite a good sense of community. Uh, yeah. It can be quite scary to, to come out of university. Some of you will have done work, some of you will not have done work. Um, but there's a lot of people here, all, you know, in the, sa- in the same boat. You can do house shares together. You can go to the pub pub together. I had dom- we had Domino's and other pizza venues available, by the way, uh, with a whole bunch, of, <laughs> whole bunch of them yesterday. And uh, yeah, it's just nice to be able to do things with, with people. We often do training. So you might you might be based remotely, but then you get to come down to London or to Windsor all together to do some kind of training course, um, be it discipline specific or stream specific or just quite generally. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of good and a lot of fun that can happen on the scheme separate to the actual day job. Yeah, which is great. And then again, it's that idea of working as a team, isn't it? You know, and where you, your paths might not cross with other people, whether it might be, you might pass with Raj, for example, but the fact that you're all pulling in the same direction, you might be doing different things, which is is, is great to see and come across. Um, Je- Jessica, we, we, need to, we need to talk to Katie about the Sorry. application process. We've inspired people to apply. Now they need to know how to apply. Yeah, yeah that's really important. Go. Are you sure? Am I allowed? Katie's um, been muted and I'm muted. No, not Katie. Right. Let's talk. I mean, fantastic journeys that we've had so far from these grads. Um, so, how do students apply? The, obviously, you mentioned the world's live on Grad Cracker. The click apply. Take us through the journey. Perfect. So first stage is you'll just complete the application form and submit your CV. So I think in that, just really get across, you know, who you are, your experiences um, and things like that. That's just sort of the initial stage. Then after that, you'll be um, asked to do some online um, questionnaires we don't really like to call it tests but it's numerical and verbal reasoning so here I'd just say make sure you've done a you know a few practices before I think a lot of early careers programs ask for these tests so I'll just say practice and there's a lot of websites um, you can do that on after that stage we've got um, a telephone interview so we'll just put in a quick call to find out more about you why you're interested in working at Centrica and why you're interested in that specific program Um, so again I think just you know do your research and really show your passion because we want people like I think everyone on this webinar is really evident who are really passionate about our industry and really driving us towards a future of net zero. Um, After the telephone interview, it's a video interview. So this is more competency based questions. And with our interview, um, it's you'll record your answers. So it's not like a virtual call. You record your answers, which I think helps put people at ease a bit because they've got, you know, a few um, chances with that so just make sure in a quiet space really concentrate and then after that it will be the final stage which is the assessment centers so all our assessment centers are going to be virtual um this year but that involves a group exercise activity and meet the manager so to give a bit more context on that you'll get a brief and um, you'll get like 20 minutes to absorb the information and then you'll present back 
depending on the questions and then you'll have a um, face-to-face interview so it sounds like a lot but just to you know put people at ease and reassure them throughout all the stages our um, recruitment team will be in touch giving you hints and tips and really walking you through it so just remember we really want you to succeed you know we're on your side and um, if anyone has any questions um, about it I'd say you know reach out on LinkedIn I'm sure some of the guys on the call as well would be happy to give some you know hints and tips and it's all really just about putting your you know best foot forward and really trying to just sell yourself even though it is you know really nerve-wracking um but we you know we want you to succeed so I think that's important to remember yeah we're all behind you aren't we at the end yeah. of the day and and time scales Katie so obviously they've they might have been successful when um are you hoping to hold the assessment centres so the assessment centres will be December time around the start of December yeah. and then after you've done an assessment centre you'd find out within a week's time period yeah so quite quite quick turnaround yeah um, yeah and like Katie mentioned at the beginning don't forget that the um, majority of the opportunities are currently live on Gradcracker so all of the graduate schemes are currently live all of the industrial placements are currently live so get your applications in sooner rather than later and um, as Katie mentioned they will be closing so if they get enough applications in before the 14th of November yeah 15th um, but I'd 15th. say get them in ASAP Bye. Yeah, apply sooner rather than later. And then just to give Centrica a quick follow and to be alerted to the summer placements if that's something that you are interested in in December. Um, But for now, thank you everybody for joining us um, as part of this webinar. Tom, I'm going to be in touch to arrange our visit. Um, You've said it live, so you can't go back on your word now. I'm excited about that already. Um, And next week we are going to be joined same time, same place by Tarmac. Um, So see you then. But thank you very much today to Centrica. It's been brilliant. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having us and good luck, everyone, with the Yeah, good good luck, everybody. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.